Hi, I'm Bree. And I'm John. And you're listening to Nibsqueak, where we explore visual tools for working better. And today, we're talking about collaborative learning. This is Nibsqueak. John, you're a fellow child of the 80s, and I have a question for you. Yeah. When you were growing up, did you ever get to work in um, cooperative work groups? They were like a thing at school called cooperative work groups. No, I don't think so. I mean, we definitely worked in groups sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can remember in like second and third grade, we had little reading groups of three and four mm-hmm. kids and we had to read aloud, like read our passages or our chapter books and then answer questions together. Yeah, so you know. just sort of like you? read to each other, reading comprehension. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the thing I'm talking about is formal breakouts for eight-year-olds where um, you'd get into groups of four or five and you'd all sit in a circle and one person was the designated timekeeper and one was the designated like note taker and one was the designated oh, um, reader. And then you, yeah, that's right. You had roles and, um, and you would cooperatively work together in a very intentional way. And then when you were finished working together, you'd all get a, a, a grade based on, you know, your group project. So you got a grade together. It was like a how big, you did together. It was a big deal. Um, and it was it was actually pretty awesome. I think, you know, the beginning for me of like this this what is what is working in a group like and how does it feel? And it was yeah, one of my that's... first experiences. Um, but it was only one hour a week. I mean it was very limited. I was like, go do that uh, and then okay, you're so... kind of on your own for all the other times of the week. Good luck, kid. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. It's the, for kids. I mean, so it's like a special thing you got to do. Yeah, it was totally special. It was That's totally cool. special. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny to me personally, like looking back at that and then seeing kind of the roots of my current work or you know our current work um, uh-huh. all the way all the way back then. It's yeah, it's what we do. Yeah, it's what we do. I mean, look like at all you. The time. Yeah, you're <laughs> like and like you particularly, you're like the collaborative learning guy. I'm collaborative learning guy. Is there like a bobblehead doll? Yeah, you need a bobblehead doll. You totally need a bobblehead doll. No, but I mean, you <laughs> really, you really are responsible for like the entire collaborative learning program at our company, and you made it happen. Well, with a lot of help from a lot of our friends, uh, but I think what's worth mentioning there is that I, I think for me, once I learned how to work collaboratively over the years and seeing that the process of working that way is just as significant and useful as the, the product you get at the end. Right. Once I saw that, I really believed in working collaboratively and want to help bring that to as many people as possible and, and bring that collaborative learning experience kind of like you had in you know second, third, fourth grade. Bring that yeah. to everybody more yeah. often than not. As the king of collaborative learning maps, which for us are a tool (laughs) that is used in collaborative learning. So as the king of collaborative learning maps, can you describe them a little bit in your own words? I mean, what what are they? How many do you think you've made in the last 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. So there, imagine on a table, there's a large poster, say it's two feet by four feet and it's colorful. And there might be some um, cards and stickers that go along with this map. There's instructions and a series of activities. There may be some models. There may be some pictures. There may be some blank spaces to write in. And a group of three or four people sit around one of these. 
And then if you're having a big collaborative learning experience, you might have a room full of 20 or 30 tables, all with the same map on them, all with three or four people around each table. So you get this big buzz in the room of all these people talking and um, going through activities and learning about whatever the topic is. They're all learning by, by talking about it out loud. Oh, they're learning by interacting. Oh, absolutely. It's all about interaction. My experience has been that when people use these, I mean, it gets really messy. I mean, there's a lot of writing. There's a lot of scribbling. There's a lot of like diagramming and Mm -hmm. sketching. And um, it is a very nibby experience, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These tools are, are best used for nebulous and kind of squishy concepts like strategy or how to apply innovation to your organization or execution or customer service. They really create space to brainstorm and answer these questions and ideate and interact and co-create and whatever. I mean, I definitely see it in the same family as like graphic facilitation. Yeah, it doesn't have to be at a whiteboard, like you or me at a whiteboard scribing with a marker. It, It is all in the same family. It's instead of us doing the, the markering, we're, we're extending that uh, ability to a room full of people with learning maps. Hey, remember that learning program that we did last year to help develop those um, next generation leaders? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a really fun project. Yeah, and remember we made those um, learning maps for those programs. We made five learning maps. Um, yep, that was, you, was a big project. Yeah, you talked to one of those uh, young leaders, Jesse, recently, right? Oh, yeah. All right, so you want to hear how Jesse described his experience with collaborative learning maps? Yeah, I want to hear what he thought about it as, an ex- as a participant. As people were filing in, they don't necessarily know all the other people there, so it's, it's kind of quiet and a lot of kind of uncertainty, you know, in people's faces. And then there's, there's just kind of an introduction to what, to what you're doing. And they kind of go find a table, you know, they either pick one or they follow somebody they know. And it's real quiet, you know, pretty quiet in the room. And, and once we kind of lay down kind of how to go through it, you know, that's when, you know, the energy starts picking up, you know, people start, uh, you know, the pens and the paper, you know, the paper that's there, they start slowly writing on, you know, on the, on the board or the the maps and then you know the energy's picking up in the room and you can tell it's kind of the whole room's starting to get a little louder and people are getting more engaged with it and it, it's just the total change to the room as as it got going and and you know some debate some you know some people not agreeing with each other maybe and you know and then you know they're coming together and writing answers down um all together and I mean, it's just, it's kind of a lot of excitement in the room, you can tell. Yeah, and how is that different than, say, a, what, a quote, traditional learning environment or, or a traditional kind of session that you might go to? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the same kind of a large setting, you might just kind of all file into the room and then you just sit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you listen to someone talk and you might, you know, be engaged mentally on what they're saying, but you're not really engaging with anybody else. Uh, is there anything about the the learning maps and and watching and hearing those discussions? Did it leave any kind of uh, like, like a lasting impression or a, a philosophical shift of how you might approach your work? Something did change because I could think of a meeting where we were talking about it was very complex, just 
series of events that all had to happen in a certain way and we were just talking and it was all in a big room and everyone's talking about it's finally just said can we just start writing this down like on the whiteboard because there was whiteboards and in, in, in most of the meeting rooms and somebody finally just started writing and it just i think it just makes more sense to see it that was our friend jesse next generation leader extraordinaire that was so nice of him to talk to us yeah, it was a good time. I was I was really glad to kind of reminisce about all that work we did. I mean, I was really listening to Jesse, and what I heard was that he he really wants to have these collaborative learning experiences. I think there's this oh, real tension, you know, is what we're seeing in workplaces between the old kind of one to many presentation style and training models, and then the newer peer to peer collaborative learning model. And I think there's a real demand for the latter. What if we just go back to the basic premise of just, you know, person, marker, paper, white wall, that's everything you need to do your best work. What's What do you think is the do-it-yourself way of creating a useful collaborative learning experience? Uh, that's a great question. So we're getting, we're getting back to the roots of Nibsqueak the here. Roots of so, collaboration, baby. Yeah. So here's, uh, like I said, it's a great question. And I, I think here's what you can do. Let's, let's use an example of just you have a presentation to give and we're going to replace that presentation with a learning experience. So old way, imagine you have, you're, you're talking for 45 minutes with some slides and then you have 20 minutes of question and answer afterward. Mm-hmm. New way is take those 45 minutes of slides. Maybe there's really six main ideas that you have six in Six nuggets. There. You got your six nuggets. Six nuggets. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. And then each of those nuggets has a little bit of data or some sub bullets or extra information that goes mm-hmm. along with the nugget. Mm-hmm. Find yourself six spaces on a whiteboard or six small whiteboards or six flip charts. Six places around you, six down, windows like in your conference room. Yeah. Yeah. Windows. That'd be really cool. Um, and literally with your nib, write down those main ideas and some of the sub information onto six discrete spaces around your room. If you were feeling a little lazy, you could even just print them out large in your slides. But yes, <laughs> you could, proceed. You could that, that, this is them. not slide squeak, so don't do that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You didn't hear it here. <laughs> uh, then I think underneath each of those nuggets of information, jot down a question or two that's related to the information and that would spark some deeper thinking in your audience. Yeah. Then what you do is, now this is where the collaborative part comes in have your team or your audience that you would be presenting to split them up into pairs and then have them spend that 30 or 40 minutes and go around to each set of info, each, each wall nugget, of, each of nuggets nugget. of information. Yeah. Big yeah. on the nugget today. And then, and have them, have them talk about it, read, read what's on there and then have a quick discussion. Maybe it's five minutes per nugget and then think about the questions and then write down a response to those questions. And then systematically, each pair works around all of the nuggets. Now you can go, ideally, you could go out of order. And what you get is you get some noise. You get some energy and some buzz amongst your audience as they self-absorb at their own pace everything that you would have delivered them in a, in a throttled, you have to listen to me as I, as I pace this out and tell you. Man, it's such a better way. I mean, I would much rather have the experience of, you know, like, finding a buddy and going around and that trying like to fun, take in huh? some information as opposed to just yeah. like sitting in an audience and 
potentially go, take a going nap. Going to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then finally, and this is where it, I think you get something. Th- this is the added sort of secret value of doing um, a, a quote presentation this way. When everybody is done exploring the nuggets, then you sit down and then you have a discussion altogether. And mm. what will likely happen in that discussion is it, it clicks up a level or two and you, you get to hear what are the big ideas or the, the biggest insights or the themes across all of the nuggets that were interesting or, youth, uh, or potentially useful for the group to take forward. You know, that all just sounds really useful and actually pretty easy to set up. And it only takes a little bit of pre-planning and some time to, you know, write your mater- write your ideas out on the board or put some ideas up on the walls and 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 add some questions and just, you know, run it. Tell people this yeah. is what we're going to do. We're going to mix it up. We're going to do some collaborative learning today. Getting people standing to do that kind of thing is a different experience and it really it it doesn't have to be overly engineered i think that's what we're also saying here you know i think the only other thing i would add is to collaborate in the act of creating the collaborative learning experience you might want to call a buddy like if i had to do this i'd call you brie i said hey let's go Mm. let's go to these walls can you help me for an hour and write up my nuggets on these boards (laughs) and we might make the experience a little better by by talking it out to one another just um, collaborate on your collaborative. It's meta collaboration. Collaborate on your collaborative learning experience. Wow, yes. that just dialed it up to the next level. <laughs> now, if you're curious about what designed collaborative learning maps look like, you can see a few examples on our website at collectivenext.com. Yeah, check them out, and and good luck with your DIY collaborative learning. Until, Until next time, time, keep it squeaky. Keep on squeaking.